Welcome back to True Print for Life. I'm your host, Christina Vera. And I'm your co-host, Mylene Samboys. So, today, <laughs> we have an interesting topic to talk about. Um, I think it, it kind of came about at a family function. Um, I won't say who or what, just for privacy purposes. Uh, but it was a really interesting conversation uh, one of my siblings was having. And then the conversation kind of spilled into our family vacation about a poverty mindset. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? And it was just, you know, basically just thinking about like how as new age um, parenthood, you know, just how many things are so different from, you know, how we were raised or how our parents were raised and Essentially, you know, whether you have children or not, it's just kind of like thinking about some of those experiences and how they've impact our mindset. And so it got me to start thinking about like, how do we move from a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset? And for how many years that I didn't even realize I had some of those poverty mindset traits until, I mean, there were certain things that I did, like I started to question why I was so like, like my kids would not finish their food, for example. And I would just be like, well, you can't get up until you eat this. And then I like, I remember probably my middle child, I think I had this situation a few years, like this was some years ago, it wasn't like recent, but she had like gotten all this food and then was like, oh, I'm full, like I don't want anymore. And I was like, but you took all this food, like you have to eat it. And she's like, but I don't want it. And I'm full. And in my, I don't know why I couldn't let it go. And I started to think back like, okay, when you were a kid, like there was no way I was going to leave any food on the table because my mom would have just like flipped out. She would have hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flipped out. Flipped out. I was like, yeah. What? Hurt you. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't understand it then, but it was just, you know, my mom's thing was always because, you know, we were so... Um, you know, money was so tight and, you know, there were periods of time where we didn't have, you know, excess food. And so in her mind, it's like, no, you can't, you can't possibly waste food. Like you have to eat this. And so it really kind of, you know, I kind of forgot about all that until my sister brought it up recently. And it got me to thinking about like, man, how many of us are still kind of in this place of a poverty mindset and it's not to be judgy or to feel like you should be ashamed or it's more of just like really thinking through like what why do I do some of the things that I do and it is is it coming from this poverty mindset and how do I start to shift that to more of an abundance mindset yeah, it's being aware because you just do things on autopilot. So you didn't even know that was in you, right? Because we always say, I'm never going to be like my parents. And then you grow up and you're just like your parents because that's what, what was, you know, imprinted in you. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my dad a couple of days ago and I was, you know, when the million, uh, the mega million was like billions of dollars. Yeah. And I was like, yes, dad, you know, I'm making plans. I already wrote it down. I'm going to do with the billions. <laughs> and literally in five minutes, he gave me like 20 reasons why it's not good to have money. And I was like, okay, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was like, no, because, you know, I have enough and money brings problems and I just want God to give me what I can handle. And I say, I can handle a lot. <laughs> I want God to give me all the billions. And I realized 
that growing up, that was the the set. You know, you looked at rich people or those that had money as they were evil Mm -hmm. and they were greedy and mean, you know, and they didn't care about poor people. They didn't care about us because we were the poor people and they didn't like to share. So you grew up with that mindset. And even though Mm -hmm. you say you want money, like your subconscious does not want it Mm -hmm. because it's afraid, right? It's a a shameful thing. At church, things are changing now where people used to be like, the money is evil. It is not evil. Mm-hmm. The people that have money are evil. And then what they do with that is evil. It's not that the money itself is evil. Money is just a thing that we assign value to. But money is important. Yeah, it's a tool. Yes. And you can do so much good with it. So I had to really restart like re- rewiring my brain years ago mm-hmm. about why money was important. Yeah. And then even though I don't have all that I want, I have you know enough mm-hmm. and I want more. And yeah. that's okay. So yeah. telling my dad that was a really fun conversation because he he wasn't getting it. And I said, I understand how you feel, dad. That's how you grew up. Mm-hmm. But that is not the way we're going to go forward. Yeah. And you shouldn't be afraid of having money, which explains why he doesn't have money. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. my dad is so smart. He's, you know, he, he owns companies and he could have been a, a billionaire. Yeah. But that mindset... Mm-hmm. Of as you know, of money being evil is why he he has not he doesn't have what he deserve or he has worked so hard to have. Yeah, that scarcity mindset. And if you're listening, you're like, okay, I don't really, I'm not following. What is a poverty mindset? According to a definition that I found, a poverty mentality is one that influences behaviors consistent with beliefs that money shouldn't be spent, that opportunities are limited, and any risk at all is dangerous. Dangerous. Any success is temporary and non-replicable and generally remaining in the back of the pack is the safest. So if you think back of just, you know, kind of what we've shared thus far about just our childhood experiences, because I think it it really does come to a place of, you know, do we find that even opportunities that we limit ourselves and we're like, oh, this is not for me or only certain people get to experience? Because honestly, like when I was little, we only ever like family vacations and stuff like we went to New York because that's where my grandparents were. Both my parents um, had parents in Brooklyn. And so like that was a probably like a three to four times a year. And we wasn't getting on no plane. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> we was packing up in Poppy's uh, red station wagon or even the blue. Uh, we had a blue, I think, Lumina. I don't remember. But they weren't no spacious three row uh, SUVs. It was literally like we would pack up, you know, and drive straight there, go visit, you know, the people we needed to visit. And then we would pack back up in the car. We we would go get pizza, maybe Chinese food. We wasn't going to Times Central Square. We weren't going. Like, it was literally we go to see the family, came right back. Kings Island, um, probably when I started to hit about not, uh, maybe about seven, eight, that became like an, you know, I wouldn't say annual thing, but I do remember visiting Kings Island and the park, like the park, that was like our, that was it. There was Mm -hmm. no, and, you know, and thinking back, it was just always like, oh, like we didn't, you know, vacations like that. That was a vacation. Yeah. (laughs) But that wasn't, these kids today though, that's not the, like if I honestly, like, it's just such a difference now. And, but I think it took me. I didn't get on my first airplane until I was 21. That mm-hmm. was the first time I ever 
boarded. I, I, I went with some colleagues, um, or they were coworkers then, and they were all going to D.C. for some event that one of their family members was throwing or something. And they were like, you should come. And I was like, I don't even know how to fly. Like, I never flew before. I didn't even know what you needed to fly. And my coworker was like, all you just got to do is do, you know, go online, get the ticket. And here I am, you know, I'm a millennial. And it's crazy because my mindset was so, it's not that I didn't understand technology, but I didn't understand opportunity as it related to travel. Mm -hmm. I just never thought about traveling, never really wanted to travel because it wasn't something that I was ever exposed to. And so when I got on that first flight and we flew out there and I I was just amazed. I, I really was amazed by like the flight process and getting to the airport and, and going to this hotel. I've stayed at hotels before, but it was just the whole experience. And I just was like, that was my first actual like trip that I flew. And I was already in my 20s. Yeah, and since then you've done so many. Um, yeah, once she was exposed, guys, it was over. <laughs> oh yeah, after I got on that flight, and I was like, "Wow, like this is what it's like to travel." And it was that mindset shift mm-hmm. of like, "Well, why can't I travel?" And it was just because my, you know, and I don't blame my family. I think it was just more of like they had never really experienced certain things like that, so it, they didn't know how to share or inspire us to want those things. But I really think it was more of this, you know, we just don't do that or we don't have money for that. They couldn't afford it. It wasn't that they didn't want to. They couldn't afford it. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't shown to them, right? So, like, I got on my first plane when I was 12 because I was coming to this country. And I was, like, always just envisioned what it would be like to be in a plane. And literally, probably a few nights before I dreamed the experience of when I was in it, it was, like, having deja vu. I was like, no, I want it to be brand new. <laughs> like, I'd done this, but it was still amazing. And I love traveling. I think once I did that that time, it took years to get on a plane again. But I really, really loved it, and I knew from the first time I flew a plane, like, I love being in the air. Like, I love it. So I think exposure is important. And, you know, our children or your children have a different life, right? They know the word vacation. We didn't know the word vacation. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like we knew trips and family vacation. Like, family trips were family vacations. Like, that was it. So if you went to see the family, that was a trip. Mm-hmm. If you went to the river, right, or the beach, that was a trip. That was a trip. I don't think the word vacation, I, I never learned it until I came to America. Like, that was not a word, that we used. Mm-hmm. It was not in our vocabulary growing up. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, doesn't mean that it's bad. So for people that are thinking, you know, do I have this type of mindset? You probably do. And if you don't, it's okay. And if you do, it's okay. So you had a, a limited, right, exposure, but you had a good exposure. Because mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you compare your life, you're always going to find people that have never left the city of Columbus. They have never left whatever junks down, like I have met people that have yeah. never gone to another city in Ohio, yeah. right? Like you've never been to Cleveland, really? Mm-hmm. And you know, they never have left the state, they never have left the country. And then you have people that live on a plane, they travel all the time. So we're kind of like, I feel like we're in the middle, yeah. right? Because we we haven't done all of these things, but we also not at the other spectrum. Yeah. So wherever you are in the, in the, the beginning of the spectrum or the end of the spectrum, it's okay. Yeah. All we're doing is kind of bringing awareness to something you probably didn't even know was imprinted in you now. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I was reading more up on this whole poverty mentality like just reading through the signs. So this is what this is what a poverty the signs of a poverty mentality. And when I was reading this, there was some ones that really stuck out to me. And so I think it's like 
it, it, we're always learning and growing, and I think it's important to make people understand that it's not about perfection, it's about progress. And I think that a lot of sometimes the situations or how we feel or outcomes of situations really do play a part in just our mindset of it all. And so when I was reading the signs of poverty um, mentality, these, these is, this is basically what came about. And it says that a belief that you are a victim of others, decisions and choices, fear of spending money as non-essentials, on non-essentials, constant search for cheapest alternative even if discomfort i know somebody like i would that. like to add that okay i i know because i, know I feel like, like that, that trip right i, I know the who. trip we took and that hotel was awful <sighs> you were gonna come up with that in the no, middle no, no, of our no, podcast no, i wasn't judging well, <laughs> i think you i think you took personal connection to that one because I, I never said it. but anybody. i feel like if discomfort is the part <laughs> when we push in it but i feel like finding deals everybody tuesday I wednesday never, nights it for doesn't flights. say deals it's just the cheapest okay well i call that deals it's also being frugal so that 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 could go both ways i would like to did you see the next uh, bullet point it says obsession with getting deals okay well i'm just gonna say (laughs) i just like i saw you just use the word deals and then the very next bullet point says obsession the not fun word there is obsession free entry i won't say who also really loves free things but that's also a poverty mindset and then it's says belief that you're lucky when you succeeded incompetent when you fail denying yourself as an ongoing way of life feelings of guilt when you have more than someone else fear of being as fear of being seen as boasting when you are describing a simple accomplishment never picking up a check someone else may pick up never feeling you have enough reserves or resources a bel- and then a belief you can lose it all despite everything you do. So that was just some of which, and like I said, when I was reading this, I was like, some did kind of stick out to me. Some stood out to me because I know people like this, but it was just kind of like, wow, like these are things that in my mind I was raised to like, like my mom, you know, I love her to death, but my mom, she would be like, well, why did you buy it there? You should have went here. It was cheaper. Or, And I'm like, yeah, but by the time you calculate gas time, especially now, especially now I need, you know, going to three and four stores to save 25 cents, although I'm not saying savings is not important, but in my mind, just in the bigger scheme of things, I think that was something that was impression upon me that I needed to go out and I needed to do all these things. And it's like, but if this works and I can make it happen, why do I stress myself into feeling like I needed to do it this way? It's the same thing with entrepreneurs, right? Like I think that poverty mindset is there, which also prevents a lot of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. from growing up, right? Or, Or growing their business because, and right like in the beginning, we did everything, I don't know how. I think that was definitely obsession because now we look at our team and we're like, oh my God, like we have all these people doing what we were trying to do to people. Mm-hmm. And it's still hard, right? Yeah. And I, and we you telling your entrepreneur, you have to figure out what you can delegate and pay someone. And they're like, no, it's impossible. I can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have to, mm-hmm. or you're never going to grow. Yeah. And that is the poverty mindset. You feel like if you you share some of the money that you're making, then you're going to have less. And you're not thinking that if I invest, because it's not really wasting, it's an investment, 
then you can have more leverage to grow, right? And your team could have better quality. So you can apply a lot of this to your own life when it comes to like food, you know, and how you handle your money and your life, but also how you handle your business. Yeah. Because if you're having a poverty mindset in your business, your business is not going to flow because the vibration on it already is poverty mindset. Yeah. Um, and vibration is the energy, right? Whatever energy you kind of like going off of is going to rub off on everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when you talk about how do you even, how you change this, right? Because we talked about all the things already. Like, yeah. So this is poverty mindset. This is, you already kind of know a couple of the examples. Before we move on to the abundance, did any of these stick out to you that you felt like you wanted to <clears throat> kind of, because the from one the list? Yeah, from the, so, because for me, the two that really stood out to me was for the feeling of guilt when you have more than someone else, and then the fear of being seen as boasting when you are describing a simple accomplishment. Those two, in addition to a few others, like, those two stood out to me a lot because like my mom is always when I call her and I'm like, mommy, I feel bad. You know, she's like, you can't feel bad, Miha. Like she's like, and because it does feel as, you know, sometimes I'm like, I hate to see people, because we've all struggled. Like, you know, you have your seasons where you're in between, um, but understanding that it's not a bad thing if you are prospering. It's not a bad thing if you are kind of in your zone and you're in your lane and I think because I was hanging around at one period of my life with so many people that, like me, was kind of stuck in some of this poverty mindset, they would take me succeeding, you know, in business and life as like, oh, well, she thinks she's better than somebody else or like, oh, she switched up or she's different. And I used to yes. take offense to that. <laughs> I took offense to it. I used to feel like, all right, I'm not telling nobody like what's going on. Like even now, like I got new stuff. Like I got a new whip and nobody knows because I didn't want anybody to know. You got a new whip? A uh, car. Oh. It's called a whip, aka car <laughs> Guys, I only, I only learned like um, English, right? Like I wanted you to know like some slang, I'm still figuring it out because I had to pick between like English and other things. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, you know, because it's like, you know, some people get stuff and they're like, oh, put it on social media. And I'm like, yeah, nobody ah, knows actually, that you got a new car. <laughs> I, you know, somebody saw me and they're like, when did you get a new car? I was like, I've had this car for like two years yes, now, at least. Yes. But it was just for me, like, I was so I was so grateful for it. And, you know, it was, it was it was just a great, great thing. And but to me, I was like, I'm not about to post. But even this. then, you were almost forced to get it because you you had this right. So let, yeah, let's be real I, here, yeah, right? Let's right. Because I, I didn't want to spend the money. And my <laughs> and it was so weird is because my husband and I are so opposite. Like now, I well, it's weird. So years back, I was like, let's just buy it, and he would be like, no, we can't afford it because mm-hmm. he like me mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of these traits, and he would be like, we can't afford it, don't do it. So then when it came down to buying a car, I was just like, let's just get it. Like, I just kept trying to like bring down what I really wanted Mm -hmm. because I wanted to save the money. Right. And he was like, but we got the money. Why wouldn't we just buy what we really want? And I was like, "Eh, I still don't want to spend the money. And so then he just kind of made an executive decision. He's like, listen, either way, we buying a car. Because so, you needed a car. It's not like you a had a good car and yeah. you decided. So that's that's what the right. difference is, I didn't is just too. choose, like, my, I had the same SUV for a while. And she just kept breaking down on me. Like, I kept investing so much money in her, trying to, like, preserve it. And, and I mean, literally. And it was just, like, it was just not a reliable car anymore. Right. And he was like, we got to buy a car. And I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to do it. But to your point, it was just like getting to a, a mindset of just saying like, no, you need this car. You deserve this car. And it's okay that you're going to buy a brand new car. 
And I just was like, all right, I'm going to buy it, but I'm not going to tell nobody. <laughs> yes. yes. And so it's just like that weird space of just not wanting other people to feel like I am boasting or that, you know, I feel because it, it because I feel that some people may take it the wrong way. So I feel like for me, like even when I travel and things like that, I'm very limited on what I share. Because I have I to just, push her to share stories, yeah, I just don't I'm feel, trying to see the outfits. I'm trying to see the beach. And she's trying to be hold out on here. Because it's just to me, it's just some things and some things, and it doesn't even necessarily tie into like the poverty mindset. I think just for me, some things that I'm okay with the world not knowing what I'm doing. Right. Yes, and so, privacy. yeah, so like the move, yeah, the privacy aspect of it. And, and I believe in moving in silence, but it's one thing to move in silence as just because that's truly just how you operate. Mm-hmm. But then there's another um, piece of it that you're fearful right. of what other people may say or think or judge. So I think really sitting that with that for a minute and thinking like, okay, why am I this way is it because I really I care too much about what people think or it's because of like no like this is how I protect my peace this is how I know Mm -hmm. that you know I do have those parameters which I think are extremely important and I don't feel like I need to share every step of my life online for the world to see yeah and that's true like I I think people that know me personally may know my like if you cool with me you rock with me like you know my life if you don't, you see my postings of sharing other things I see on social media. Like I'm, I, I like to keep it sacred. And I think your intentions or why you share is important. So are you sharing because you're trying to inspire, you're trying to you know, help people have access and exposure so they can see what's possible? Or are you sharing because you do want to boast and you do want to be like, I'm better than you? Mm-hmm. And with many of this, I feel like I had all of this actually uh, a, few, a few years ago. I probably had all of them. <laughs> now that I look at them, like pretty much. I think a lot of them, but, and the biggest one was feeling guilty, right? When you, because you thought you have more than others, because I come from a country that has so little, mm-hmm. you know, because I grew up in poverty, you know, sometimes that kind of like even having what I have felt like, oh my God, like how did I even get this? But you get to the point when you are grateful for what you have mm-hmm. and you wish the same for others. Yeah. So it's not like you have it and you don't want nobody else to have it. Those are the people you want to watch out for. Because that's scarcity, that's a scarcity mindset. But when you have it and you wish, like truly your wish is for other people to also have it, which I think is where you're from too, which is mm-hmm. why I think we get along so well. Yeah. Because we're like, okay, we have it. We want others to have it. How do we help other people have it? Which mm-hmm. is why we work with Femergy, why we do True Print. That's mm-hmm. why. That's why we do this whole podcast. Yeah. It's to help Share. other people be aware, like, you know, ignite their, their inspiration and help them like not give up. So no, and to be honest, like I think I do get to the point where you don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. I, my motto is, do you pay my bills? No. Okay, well, mm-hmm. and at that point, you really don't have a lot to say yeah. on what my life is like. I have to make sure that I am proud of my life and I am good with my life, right? And that takes years. We're still, I think even now, I'm still having some moments where I have to be like, wait a minute, why do I feel like this? And question that. Why do you feel like this? Where is that coming from? Like Christina said. And then you just go ahead and evaluate it, figure it out, and move forward. Right? Yeah. You just can't get there. Absolutely. You think that was your biggest one on this list? <laughs> you know, I don't lie, guys. I, mean, I, I, think I need to be real me. with the people because well, that, like, that for me was right. But yeah. then if you think about the deals, because I know you're going back to this deals, and I don't know why she's and like the this. constant search for cheapest alternative. Okay. But when I go shopping, I love Mylene is just such a cute and genuine person. person. We go shopping, and I'm like, yo, we should, you know, we should go. She's like, hmm, how much? How much is it? Do I really need another pair of sneakers? And I'm like, Mylene, those sneakers <laughs> you have had. 
for okay. years. Yes, true. And, so, and, and they just, worked. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just, you know, I was just, I just try to convince her. I'm like, you deserve and you these convinced things. me. I got one whole pair. And I got that three was, pairs that of was tiny what? shoes. When my did whole we, life. we got those shoes over a year ago now. Yeah, and they're so pretty. They were my favorite, like rose gold. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know what brand. I forgot already. But um, <laughs> they're okay. Nikes, I think. Okay, well, you know what it is. I have okay. So I have never, and because I grew up like this, I right? Know. Like I don't know brands. I have a best friend that loves shoes. Every time I see her, she has a pair, like a new pair of like super cool shoes. And I'm like, yeah, like I don't even know what I would wear with that. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I wear flip flops and stuff. So I am not there. Like, you know, eventually she's hopefully going to like help me in my style. It's okay. I'm open. But I grew up like this. Like I never knew what brands I have because my parents couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. I used to see kids getting bullied for that. And yeah. I never, because I didn't understand it. I, if they bully me, I can even tell you that I understood what they were doing mm-hmm. because of the language barrier. And because I really was just excited to have clothes. Like I was just yeah. excited to have something new not just once a year when it was my birthday or when it was Christmas Mm -hmm. like here you could buy clothes when school started and stuff like that we used to use uniforms and you know I actually was a big advocate for uniforms in school guys I used to be like (laughs) let's do it and all the kids hated me because I wanted to have uniforms right yes so yes I like to find I don't like to say like the cheapest I like to find the most affordable (laughs) and this is affordable is also known as cheapest I work for a big corporation (laughs) that probably was very frugal and I learned that word from there but if you are able to say also I think this is a double way sore right like Yes, you can look for the um, cheapest or most affordable things because you're then using the money you save to invest, right, in something else, or you're using that money to do other things that you want to do. So that's part like of a budget. That's part yeah. of a plan. In the past, I used to go to concerts or shows, and I wanted to buy the cheapest seat all the way in the nosebleeders, whatever you call mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, oh my god, like I can't even see. Like YouTube <laughs> was better, right? Because but I want to be Great. there. And now that's not my mind. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to get dressed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, spend this money and gas. And I'm going to see something that I really love. And I maybe have, this is the only opportunity I have, then I'm going to get good seats. Yeah. So, like, I started <laughs> slowly, Christina, okay, through I the can, years. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not judging. <laughs> I haven't I'm gotten better, like, you think? I think you have gotten better. <laughs> Let's be honest. In here. some ways. Just not with clothes and shoes. I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> experiences. experiences. I spend money with experiences. You're getting better about that. Yeah. I have to give you credit. Because then we go on vacation. Like, we, we've been to, like, great yeah. vacation. And we, we didn't have. pick, like, the cheapest yeah. Sweet. No, 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 not anymore. <laughs> we did go on a vacation and we ended up in a very sketchy hotel. Oh my god! It was you know I, I need you to let that go. I just can't. I'm scarred. One one trip, we Mylene and I went on a road trip to Tennessee. I think it was, and oh, yeah. we were going to this conference. And um, you know, I was like, listen, you, ha- I'm gonna handle the second hotel. Like she's like, okay, no problem. I'll take care of the first hotel. And I'm like, all right, that was perfect. your first mistake. And then so we get there, and the, and the GPS pulls up, and I'm looking outside, and I'm like. This hotel looks a little interesting. And she was like, it's not that bad. The reviews were okay. Blah, 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 blah. And we go inside and we look at each other and we're like, Mm, so this was they lied on they the reviews. lied on those reviews it was a very we, we didn't even get in the bed yes. like we laid on top of yeah, the we put like, <laughs> like we could took some stuff out of our luggage because at that point it was late there was no way we could find oh a whole God. new hotel there was a big conference like everything was booked so like we didn't even get into the beds like we just kind of like laid on top and we put some stuff on the on the sheets we were so terrified we were just like yeah I think we just leave like no I don't think right. we did I think we were just kind of like <laughs> like waiting for a 
checkout time so we could go. I got somebody to get my murdered ass. Oh my god, the whole thing was sketch. We were just like, yeah. No. So she don't let me like book stuff. Up yeah, for after that. that, I was like, yeah, we're not. If it, <laughs> we gotta, you gotta send me the link in advance, and I have to approve it, or I'll just take care of it from there. I have so. gotten better, guys. That hasn't <laughs> happened since then. That was such a fun trip, though. Once <laughs> we got to me? the real hotel oh, wow. <laughs> that we were supposed to be at, it was a wonderful experience. I hope we're not so, names. No. <laughs> But it, it's 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 just one of those things that you have to kind of take in and grain and don't feel like, you know, you have to shift over the, all these things overnight. It's about awareness. And I think especially if you're a parent or someone who is directly kind of influencing another generation of young people, we have to be thinking about like, what aspects of this possible poverty mentality are we putting on to our kids? Um, mm-hmm. And so... I think one of the biggest things now as just, you know, a mother of three, you know, I am kind of feeling my own way. Um, And I haven't done it perfectly. Like I said in the beginning, like I had this moment where I'm arguing with my daughter about finishing food that she was clearly no longer. She wasn't hungry, but I was just like, well, you got to eat this because there's no way we're throwing away this food. And finally... Like in that moment, I still failed because I, I didn't let it go. I made her eat it. And, you know, sometimes she, you can't let go once you're stuck. Yeah, right? like, I was just like, Ugh. but she, and we talked about this not that long ago. And she was like, Do you remember? Like, she remembers this. She mm-hmm. reminded me because we were having this conversation about poverty mindset with my family that day. And so I didn't think anything about this situation with her. And she interjects in the conversation. That's the moment. As my sister is like, kind of having this small debate with my mom about it and Juliana was like do you remember and I was like oh god (laughs) and I just sat there and I was like I'm so sorry like I have no other words but it's it's moments like that that you you know you can't go backwards like I can't go back to that moment when I was arguing with her um, but I think I missed an opportunity to maybe just have a conversation so there are things that you feel are really important because I do want my kids to understand that you just can't be wasteful. You can't take for granted that you have access to food or that you have access to housing and different things. I I think it it was, yeah, it was a teachable moment that instead of me coming from a place of like, okay, I get your full, but let's talk about like why you should probably consider this, this or that. Like Putting less food on your your plate. Exactly. (laughs) So being able to have that conversation um, is, I think, important Mm -hmm. as we're, you know, parenting or just having some type of influence over others and making sure that we are kind of thinking through our beliefs and our attitudes towards certain things like money, like, you know, opportunities, like resources, like way of living, so that we're not putting our worldview in perspective, which is fine, but we have to make sure it's not coming from this, like, scarcity. this scarcity mindset mm-hmm. that this is all you're ever going to have and this right. is all you're ever going to... Money don't grow on trees. Yeah. Okay, they don't, but you can get money, right? Like, I think you can start telling your kids early on, right? Like, because why can we not afford this right now? Because we're preparing, we're saving for this, right? Like, I think the way you talk to your kids right now is so imperative. 
Um, like, you know, because then they're going to grow up like we did with that type of mindset. Like I used to be the same thing with my seven and, you know, I have like seven nieces and nephews guys. And I used to get upset when they used to leave on their food, food on their plate, because I'm like, oh my God, like the kids in Africa and Dominican. And then it took me a while because they would look at me like with this sad eyes, like I just can't eat no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, and I think it was one day looking at, at my niece's face and knowing that she just couldn't. Yeah. I felt really bad. And I was like, okay, so you want to save it for later? <laughs> that was yeah. the deal. We'll save it for later. Yeah. And maybe she would never eat it, guys. She would never eat it again, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Then, And I think slowly they learn that they just had to eat and put enough in your plate. And if you want more, right. there is enough to eat more. So yeah. just eat what you think you can eat and then come back for more because there's so much more. Like yeah. I'm never going to like not let you eat 20 times. It's just, are you just putting more when you have food in your plate still? Like sometimes that happens. Yeah. They have like a full plate and they want to put more. And I'm like, do we think that's smart? <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes back to kind of what I, I probably feel is part of the reason that obesity is such right. an issue here in the right. United States. Because you come from this, you know, idea that you, you know, you don't really have a healthy relationship with food. You don't have right. a real healthy relationship because so many of us really did come from scarcity upbringings of just having food insecurities. So when you do eat, you want to eat as much as you possibly can, even if it means you're going to be sick because it's like portions are like triple. And it's like, the more I've learned, you can eat pretty much anything, but it's about the portions. It's, it can't be, you know, these large hefty servings every single time you eat. Um, and But a lot of us, I think, go that route because it's like, okay, I better eat now because I don't know if I'm going to eat later or I don't want to risk not, you know, have eaten enough in this moment because we think this is like our one shot to have this this meal. Right. Yeah. And I think when I look now, because I'm training myself, right? Now, now that I'm trained, I'm training myself <laughs> that I will buy a meal and I will break it in half. And then I will have the choice, like, do I want to eat that later? And not because of scarcity, it's because I know that, I, that half is enough for me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to eat everything they gave me. Yeah. So it's a way of saving, but it's also a way of not putting so much in my body and then giving my time, my body a moment, like, this is enough. Yeah. Like asking yourself, is this enough? Okay, great. Then don't put the rest away or no, it's not enough. I want more and keep eating. Like, but that, but you have to stop. Oh, Yeah. Cause I got groceries, like I even had to, and I'm not there yet. I'm I'm not even training for this, but I need to be, because like you go grocery shopping and you buy all this stuff, mm -hmm. and it, you know, and I see other countries and other times, you know, periods in time where people would buy what they needed for that day or that week, and not having all this, you know, stocked up. Not I'm not, I'm not talking about like having like essentials kind of on stock, but non -perishables. like perishables. Yeah, yeah. non-perishables. Like there's certain things that you you know, we've talked about that in prior episodes, just making sure that you do have certain things that in emergency or whatever it may be. I'm talking about that other kind of shopping where you're the one just, that goes bad in one week. Yeah, like you just <laughs> buying stuff, knowing like who's gonna eat this, and then you throw it away, and I, then I feel bad when I do that because then I'm like, dang, we just threw away all this stuff, and it's because we bought food and it still went to Chipotle, still mm -hmm. went to you know Chick Fil A or what have you, and so even just thinking about like habits like that, like when you go into a grocery store. Like really, you know, getting into a space of like, okay, I'm going to the grocery store and I'm, what is my goal? Like, what do I really need? Mm -hmm. And am I buying in a way that, you know, is actually helpful 
Or is this part of that scarcity mindset? And making a list. Because I go and I like to go through every aisle. It's just a thing I do. But I think I went shopping with one of my friends and she like, I told her I have a list. She's like, well, let's stick to the list. And that was the hardest thing to do because I literally wanted to add more things to my cart. Mm-hmm. But they were not on my list. And I'm like, well, do you need them? Right. No, but I mean, they're here. Yeah. Right? So I think having a list and trying to stick to it for a couple of times just to see how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then if and then look at your refrigerator and your like pantry before you go into this, this store. Because many times I have bad things that I didn't think I had. And I have like three or four of the same thing. Yeah. Because I just didn't look. Yeah. Now I have three ketchups. Like, you don't need three. Exactly. Like, why do I have this? And I and I need to start doing that with clothes, too. Like, um, like I know Mylene tells me this all the time. She's like, you need to clean out your closet. And then I do clean it out. And then I free, like I still keep it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't donate it. Like, the way... I take her all clothes. Man, I'm it's happy with just that. crazy. Because you think about, like, well, what if I want to wear it, like... What if... Did like, you wear it in three years? Yeah, now? but this part... I do think it's part of this, like, <laughs> this poverty mindset. Is they don't like, even fit you no more. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like in my mind, but like, what if? Like, what if I need them? And it's like... No. They're three sizes over your size right now. So no, you cannot... You don't need them. You're never going to need them. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'll take that. But it's just, it's just this thing, like, I can't part with things like that because I'm like, you know, I didn't have clothes growing up. And so it was like, you know, now I'm definitely much more like, I, I like clothes. I, I'm not really big on labels. Like I like sneakers, but it's she just does. more of like, because I didn't have that growing up, now that I'm able to buy it when I can, I'm like, I just want to keep it. And I'm noticing that one of my kids is like that too, because I went into her room and I was looking at her, kind of her shoe, you know, Collection. shelf or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, these don't fit you no more. And she's like, I know. And I'm like, so are we donating these? Like, and we've done rounds of donations. Thank you. Yeah. And, but there's certain ones that she just doesn't want to part with. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but you could like be blessing somebody else with this. Like they're, they're newer looking, like some, you know, like maybe they can't afford a pair like this. And she's just they like, can't. she's just mentally <laughs> like, and I'm not forcing her, but I'm also trying to kind of plant that seed. Like you can let these go. Like, eventually I'll be able to, you know, God willing, buy you something else or similar. And so we're working on it. And it just kind of made me think about so many of the things that I know I have influenced in their day-to-day processing of clothes, relationships, people that I'm like, but now I'm aware and I'm hopeful that I can, you know, kind of going back to how do we switch to an abundance mindset and when I read that, so an abundance mentality is one that assures that you are successful and that you replicate that success. You have value and talents and strong demand, and you can handle most situations that come your way very successfully. And those times that you can't, you're resilient and you bounce back quickly. Yeah, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that takes work. Like oh. it takes work to come from a place of having a poverty mindset or having this scarcity mindset to coming to a place of abundance, not just in a physical form, but in a, like the, the mentality aspect of it. Yeah. And I think when you're making changes, cause you say you're aware and as you're shifting your mindset and you're taking different actions and steps, they're watching that too. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're now imprinting those new habits and those new things on them. And I think when you start letting go of your stuff, right, there's a book, I don't know, something about joy and letting go. This, this nice um, Asian lady did this really nice. Um, and it talks about like how, you know, you bless the things that you have and you give it because I couldn't let go of things because of my scarcity oh, mindset. Yeah. I, I had like four closets of old clothes and I just couldn't. It was hard. 
And I had to go through that process of like looking at everything and being like, why am I keeping this? What was the joy that it brought me? Okay, it brought me joy, thanking it for the joy that it brought me and then letting it go. And then thinking that that's the part that helped me is that it's going to help and bless somebody else, mm-hmm. right? So when you think of it, that way, like, it helped me and it blessed me. I no longer need it. I, keeping it here, I'm not going to wear it anymore. I don't care who gave it to me. Thank you. Now I'm going to bless somebody else. And I think that's how you handle every single thing that you have to let go. Mm-hmm. And then it will help you. And then teaching them how to do that. Yeah. You know, and in blessing, because you're, you're, the stuff that you donate blesses a lot of people, not just here, but in Dominican. So yes, continue to donate your stuff, everybody. That's very important. One of my rules now is like, if you get something new, you have to give out something old, right? So if I buy a new dress and I have to go to my closet and find what dress I have not worn in three years, that needs to be given away because I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, if you buy a new thing every time and you have all things, you're going to have multiple thousands of things. So that's the one I say that to my nieces and nephews. I haven't bought them a toy in a while. And the rule was you pick three toys you want to donate and I'll get you three toys. And they're still trying to figure out what three toys. It's been two years, guys. They're still trying to figure out what three toys they want to donate. Right? That's, I'm going to leave that on my brother, though. I'm, I can only handle so much. Right. You're like my capacity. <laughs> right. But I, that's my rule. You want a new toy, you donate a new toy. If not, then you don't need a new toy because you're not even ready to go to the, the old toy. I'm going to start pressing my son that way because the other day I went in his room and it was like the wild, wild west. <laughs> and I'm like, son, what are we doing with all these toys? Because he's on that tablet all day. Or and he wants new things games, all the time. <laughs> and he just sees things. He's like, I want it. And then I'm like, you got a room full of stuff that you don't even play with. So I told him I was going to donate and gift away all of his toys. And he was like, to who? And I was like, it doesn't matter to like you don't play with the but these are my things. You can't give away my things. And I'm like, but you don't play with them. But and you involve him in the process, yeah. right? So I think some of our parents would just make decisions without our right, consent, that's right? True. That's and then we'll true. feel violated. We feel like, oh my god, oh, wow. you just you just gave out my whole outfit. Yeah. Like I like the outfit yeah, still, right? Right. So I think that's where good point. where we do things different is involving them in yeah. it. Like so they feel like they're part of it. They'll learn it. Yeah. And it's a difficult thing. But what what isn't it be great to learn it now? Yeah. And now when they're like our age, right? Because I'm still <laughs> like, what were you on? Hold on, what are you doing? Like. I I go to my mom's house and I try to take stuff and she's like, well, I was going to use that. I'm like, you didn't even, I literally took, have taken so many things from her basement and like every blue moon she'll come over and she'll see it and she's like, is that mine? And I'm like, mom, I've had this for five years. It's don't ours. even, don't even dare ask me for it back. Like you don't even use it at this point. So, but yeah, you're and, right. And that's my mom now. She knows what I have in my house more than me. So she'd be like, don't worry. When I come to visit, I'll figure it out. And she literally takes stuff. And I wouldn't even know she took it. Yeah. I won't know she took yeah. it because of the, how much stuff, you know, we're going through. So I just say that. So involve the kiddos in this type of changes. So how do you even, how you start changing the abundance into an abundance mindset? We talked about a lot about what the poverty mindset. Changing to an abundance mindset starts with being thankful for what you have now. I remember a couple of years ago, Christina and I were, I don't know if we were doing yoga, we were working, I don't know what we were doing, and we had a conversation about abundance. Do you remember? We were I don't my, think we were doing yoga, because <laughs> I hate yoga. I mean, I don't hate it. Let me rephrase. It's just not my thing, so. We were having a conversation, like, on the floor of my house. It was like, we were, like, in the little carpet, and I was like, Christina said, like, oh, oh, listen we to were, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, do we were listen. working out. Yeah, okay, and, yeah, yes, yes, I do remember yes, now. Yes, and we listened to an abundance, yes. like, Yes, you were doing some kind of 
book thing yes, around that time. I was. Yeah, you had yes. to do like a certain amount of affirmations, something. I remember yes. that you were doing that. Because, you know, and I was like, Christina, I think you need this. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, can you just do it for both of us? And like, no. whatever you overflow will land on me. <laughs> no, that is not how this works either. You have to do it yourself. I always want the cliff notes. I'm like, yeah, you know. No. Can you just give you me gotta the, do the work. Wait, what is it called? Is it the cliff notes? The cliff notes. Yeah, I just want the cliff notes. You just notes. want the summary. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't have time. But I remember how that day you had a different perspective. That yeah. day that you did the abundance, like you listened to the abundance mm-hmm. thing. It was from from Chopra Deepak, Deepak Chopra. And we were listening to like some abundance thing that he had with Oprah. And I had like the recordings and I had to do like 21 yeah. days of this thing, of this challenge. And she was happened to be in my house that day that I had the challenge. So yeah. I was like, you're going to listen to it with me. Yeah. And then I made her like think about after she listened to it to like, I think either write something or say something that she felt about abundance. Because I think at that point you, you didn't think you had enough. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. At that point, you were having this, like, I don't have enough, and I should be, and I should be here, and I should be there. Mm-hmm. And I think going through the exercise, you're like, oh, I do have. Mm-hmm. I do have this, and I do have that. And I am more abundant than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this shift, I think, from there to, like, yeah. where you have all of this now that you can be like, yeah, yeah. I'm abundant. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's so true. It, it, it really, the abundance piece of it, because I think that some of us, and, and I was some of us, we really equate um, you know, success or happiness or fulfillment and sometimes in the wrong ways. And, you know, and so I have really, and you know, now that you mention it, you're right. That was around the time period I started to shift kind of my mindset and perspective of like, you know what, I actually have everything that I really need right now. And so I just having gratitude with that, like I wake up sometimes and I walk around my house and even though it's not in the, the, the necessary zip code that I would want to be in, it's, you know, I love my house. Like if I could pick it up, you know, and, and move it just because there's some wild things happening like in my area, I, you know, I love the home that, you know, my husband and I have created and God willing, we've been able to like just blossom as a family, um, even though we have so much stuff. Life. But yeah, life happens, life. but it's more of just this appreciation is really what it is. This appreciation for every day I get to wake up and create or figure out ways that I can impact other people's lives. And just things that before I used to pray about or wish I could do and I don't ever want to get to a place where I become so like complacent that I forget like, no, this is something that you should really feel like fulfilled by and, you know, feel that abundance that you were kind of describing. Yeah. And I think it starts with your daily, daily habits. So sometimes you don't have a lot of time. So for me, I think the first thing I do when I wake up is I'm really excited that I woke up because not a lot of people get to wake up. So mm-hmm. that to me is the first win. Like, thank you, God, you gave me one more day. You know, I look around, I have a shelter, I have a house, I have, you know, I have food, I have ways to pay my bills. And I think once you have that, like the the necessities, I think you have to look around where you are right now and just be grateful for the necessities that are being met. Like your basic needs are being met. And either or not, this is a great place to start looking, right, of how we can get those basic needs met. Mm-hmm. Once you have that and you acknowledge that, I really think the universe, God, whatever you call, want to call it, really opens it up for more. Because if you're not grateful for what you have now, you're not going to be grateful for the more that's to come. N- nothing, <clears throat> nothing that you get will be enough. Yeah. And I think that's what the um, poverty mindset does. Is that no matter what you get is never enough because you're afraid to lose it. But when you have abundance... 
it's not that you're not afraid to lose. It's that you're okay if you do, mm-hmm. because you know it will be provided to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking, you know, like it's okay to dream and dream big and dream in ways that you're like, okay, yeah, nobody I know has ever done this, but I could be the first. Right. Or you know, and so it's it's so true. I I, I literally was just in Jamaica. Uh, last week and you know my husband and I he started to laugh because um <clears throat> we we sat first class going there yes <laughs> which Jesus. I was surprised by because I didn't he I, had the miles I didn't pay for that <laughs> but that was like a surprise kind of thing when we got to the airport he had used some points and upgraded us and um I just remember laughing in the in the in the first class because you know they come around they ask you what you want and I'm like what <laughs> I have only flied first class one other wow. time and I just remember laughing and I just was like who are you because he was the main one who's a deal when he was just like <laughs> no we can't do that and I was just like wow how the tables have because now he's like you know it, you know we could figure it out and I've just seen I have seen this shift in his mind where he's no longer challenging me about things not all things, but certain things where before mm-hmm. traveling or purchases, it would literally cause an argument sometimes in our household because he was so like, how's that going to happen? We don't have no money. And I said, we don't have money today, but that don't mean like in five, six months, it couldn't change. And like, if, if this is what we really want, we have to, we have to be willing to, to figure it out and, and do things daily to make it happen. And so I just laugh because it just, we have come so long and I mean, we're not perfect and we're not there, but I have seen a mindset shift in the both of us um, as it relates to just experiences and, and things that, um, that we've been able to do as a family. And I think he has, he has been able to see the abundance, right? That he couldn't see before either. Yeah. Right. And I think once, once you got on that, I think he could get on that. Yeah. Cause he said that he said, I never thought about traveling until you started traveling and because I was going to travel with or without him. You know. Because he would argue so much, like, we can't afford it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> you stay. <laughs> you, yeah, you only get one time to complain to me about something. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're not We're not going. <laughs> and you know me. I don't play. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're so right. Mylene. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Because you have to get to a place where you, you can't stop your growth like and so that's something and in, in, in a future episode we're going to talk about a relationship kind of check-in audit whatever you want to call it uh-huh. but i think it's really really key as we're getting ready to wrap up this episode into thinking about as you are becoming more aware as to maybe i do have a, a poverty mindset but i i want to have an abundance mindset you know what what little things can i start doing daily to get me there you also have to be very mindful of who you have in your circle. If you are surrounded by a bunch of people who also are in this poverty mindset and not aware that they Mm. are in a poverty mindset, you will constantly be at this tug of war with what you want and where you want to be and who you are because you are not around people who are uplifting and inspiring you. And so when he and I used to get into these arguments about traveling or buying stuff, I, you know, once I got to a place of like, no, this is what I'm going to have, I stopped arguing with him about it. I'm like, you know what? It's not my job to convince you. You know, I can try to inspire you. I can try to, you know, show you different but if you're not willing to drink from that cup, then I have to be at a place where I'm ready to make this move by myself or I'm really you know, going to find people who 
are willing to look at themselves in a way of saying, hmm, maybe I'm in my own way. It's mm-hmm. not that, yeah, we all, life sometimes gives us all really bad cards, but the reality is, it's like we, we can make the choice to play the game the way we want to play it. And some people get stuck in this victim mindset of my dad was poor, my mom was poor, this is the life I, you know, this is just what it is. No, I, I don't. I know it's harder. I know there are more um, obstacles you have to go through to be able to get out of those pits. But I don't believe anybody was just designed to kind of be in those spaces. So don't spend so much time trying. Like you got to work on you first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Repeat when the, that. The, you have to work on you first. You can't save everybody as you're trying to fix, you know, or trying you. to. Yeah, you can't. Because <laughs> uh, I, 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 when he started, he said it to me. He said, when I saw you, like, you were the, really the one who inspired me to want to start to travel. Because until I started to do it, he never really thought it was possible. And then when I started to travel without him. He was like, yo, she's not going on no more trips. I'm not cool with this. (laughs) Like, because I just was like, you know, I'm about to sit here and argue with you. Like, you don't want to go? No problem. I'll find somebody who does want to go. And and it's not that I didn't want him to go, but I'm not going to sit here and stag, become stagnant in my growth and in my life. And so eventually, you know, organically, he he got on board and he figured it out. And and he's very happy, guys. Very happy about it. He got it. You know, we we got smart about our finances a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, we're not there, but we got credit cards that had points. Uh, for flight, like, you know, for we got airline credit cards and we were able to start accruing points for flights. So these are the kind of those strategies we use to start making travel more of mm-hmm. a priority and not seeing it so much as like, oh, that's not something we could ever do. Because you can do it. And I think you have to also have, if you have already a partner, then you have to have some type of grace and patience with them. Because they may not, you both were at the same mindset, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's how you got together. Your vibration was right there. But then when you start growing and shifting your mindset to, to abundance and your partner is not there, you can open the invitation. You can continue to grow like Christina did. But if your partner is not there yet, just give him, a, just give him some grace and time. Or the, her. Right? Or her. The goal is that they will get there, right? That they will get to your thing. They will start seeing you or inspire them to get to what they need to get. They will make the changes if they want to make the changes. And if they don't, and that's all their conversation, all their episodes we'll talk about. Right. But for now, I'm glad that you inspire him and I'm glad that he got there um, and that he's now planning the trips. Right. No longer you. It worked, it worked <laughs> out so well because he's so much better than me at stuff like that. Like he's so detailed. He's very meticulous. And so like now he plans everything and in I, advance and when i travel without him i'm so lost she because is, guys, like she literally is. i'm like dang i didn't check in i don't have my papers printed and so like what do we do now i'm yeah. like go sit down i know right <laughs> so what a what a what a great uh great thing now that I'm he's glad. on board yes so. i'm very happy too <laughs> well thank you so much for tuning in today um you know as we mentioned at the beginning moving from a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset like it's a journey it's process give yourself grace um and you know really just take the time to kind of sit with where you think you might be in that journey and you know just do what you can every single day you know just to make better choices and better habits and as we always say it's it's not about perfection it's about progress and i think this was something i just felt was really important for us to talk through especially uh, now especially now because there, there's so much scarcity things you're seeing on the news and you're seeing in the stock market and, and it can ease it can quickly push us to shift in a, in a negative way 
of how we live, how we breathe, what are we saying to our kids? And so I think it's just a, a good opportunity to start really checking in and saying, hmm, is this, am I, am I feeling, saying, thinking this through a poverty mindset or should, you know, or is this abundance mindset and, and where do I want to be in that? That's good. And I think if you don't know where to start, like we mentioned some ideas, but also if you can Google it and YouTube it, it's there. Yeah. I have a YouTube playlist for affirmations and one of those is abundance and one of those is like I am statements and everything is working out for me. Google some affirmations, Google some abundance, you know, meditations and make sure that you try those out. In the next couple of weeks, we can share some online when we go on either live or some of our, our posts in our social media on IG. So follow us for that. But in the meantime, Google it. It's available for you. Super easy for free. Yeah. Well, as we always say, it's, it's bigger, bigger than, than you. you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're excited and we hope that you follow us on Instagram, True Print for Life, a YouTube channel, also True Print for Life. And make sure that you share, 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 like, watch our videos. Make sure that you follow us on all streaming platforms.